right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name is Jesse Jones, and on the show today, we have Dan Calloway, baby. That's right. Danny Bardstown himself is on the program, and him and I are going to get into some origin series. That's right. The new origin series is out from Bardstown Bourbon Company, and Dan and I go through the concept behind it, how it's the first time since they started that they're putting solely their liquid in the bottle and let me tell you what do we do after we talk about it what do we always do on this show after we talk about that good whiskey that goes in the glass we drink it that's right dan is a wealth of knowledge not only on everything bardstown but everything whiskey he is uh, it was wonderful talking to him and we're so happy he was able to come on the show and talk us through some of these origin series expressions that we drink he's an interesting guy he's got a uh, interesting background. He was in music and now he's in whiskey. We kind of go into his personal path to whiskey and it's a great conversation. I think you guys are really going to like it and it will it will conclude our stadium arcadium of Bardstown this week. We had Sam on Tuesday. Now we've got Danny on, on Thursday. So it's been a phenomenal week of Bardstown and I want to thank them for uh, partnering up with the Bourbon Showdown to let us bring some of their goodness to you guys. So uh, got a lot going on outside of bourbon right now as well if you want go over to jesse jones online all of the comedy dates coming up for spring have been posted you can see me anywhere from uh, west virginia to tennessee all the south carolina north carolina virginia i'm all over the place baby so if you want to see some uh, see some of the haha come on out find me online at, at jesse jones comedy online at jessejonesonline.com i promise I won't say online again. I just said online again. And you can also show your support to the Bourbon Showdown. Go hit like and subscribe on all of the things on uh, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can find the show literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you say into your phone, play the Bourbon Showdown, something will happen. So uh, there's that. We've got more of this gigantic season six on the way. We've got more goodness every week but for right now let's get this show started shall we it's danny bardstown dan calloway from bardstown bourbon company it's the bourbon showdown my name's jesse jones let's start the show all right welcome to the show it's very good to have you sir Great to be here, Jesse. Uh, excited to taste through these products with you and oh, talk man. all things Barstown Bourbon Company. I can't wait. I feel like uh, with all puns intended, this is going to be the origin story of Barstown. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's all been building to this, so I'm excited to be here. And of course, we have Dan Calloway, the VP of product development from Bardstown. I promise everybody listening, I won't do that again. I won't make the origins joke again. It's done. We got it out of the way. We can move forward. And I'm very happy to have you here today, Dan. It's great to be here. You make it that joke as much as you like. Good to go. <laughs> well, it's a cool statement to be making uh, that you guys... Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First, for anybody that doesn't know, if you wouldn't mind, tell me a little bit about the brand. Tell me about the background of Bardstown. Sure. So Bardstown Bourbon Company, we started distilling in 2016 and built the distillery right in the bourbon capital of the world. So if you think about it, we could have put it in San Francisco, New York, but we wanted to be a modern take on a traditional industry. And what modern means to us is really three things, innovation, collaboration and transparency. So you'll see the innovation across these releases. We make over 50 different recipes. We're considered the most technically advanced distillery in the US. Collaboration, we work with uh, a myriad of different brands on finishing projects. We distill for over 30 different customers, unique recipes. So not just selling excess capacity, this is 500 points of distillation that we can customize for a High West, a Kentucky Owl, Bell Mead, Jefferson's. So we're always collaborating and we've built this community of whiskey through that process. And most importantly, it's transparency. 
from the moment you walk through our still, all glass looking in, you can see the entire process to what follows on our labels where we tell you every component, mash bill, age right there. Uh, we want to kind of pull back a lot of the smoke and mirrors that are traditionally seen in bourbon and, and have open, honest conversations about what we're putting in the bottle. Which is so needed. No, I, I won't say needed. It's, it's so welcome. Is That's a much better word because I feel like as the consumer has educated themselves to what goes in the barrel, that transparency is key to uh, continue thriving in this industry. I, I think the days of misleading the consumer are over and you guys are at the forefront of being completely uh, honest and just owning what goes into the glass. You're exactly right. And it, it comes from our desire, certainly, but also just consumer demand. You think about the podcast, the the bourbon groups that are diving in and learning more about this spirit. Um, to me, it elevates the entire process by being able to discuss where the product was distilled, the, the grains that went into it. It just it makes everything more interesting to me. Well, and in terms of growth, it gives you so many more outlets for new expressions. The singular story of how things get made is confining in today's landscape. It, it worked fantastic when you only had like maybe three bottles of whiskey on the shelf at the liquor store. But now you're able to go, this has this in it. This has that in it. This is something you've never had before. This is exactly what you like and trust. It gives you the ability through that transparency to be uh, innovative and put out more product. You're exactly right. We're not just distilling someone's grandfather's recipe on a piece of paper, right? We're, right. we're seeing what grains are out there. We just distilled a product uh, made out of popcorn for a customer, you what? know, and, and I don't think they could have done that anywhere else. But we're we're open. We want to <laughs> be creative, push these boundaries through innovation, but also uh, be transparent throughout the entire process. So you're right. There's there's a ton of freedom through that transparency. You guys heard it here first. The Orbel Redenbacher collaboration <laughs> bottle will be coming out in the near future. That's that's wild. But that's also a testament to the, to the facility you guys have built. Uh, I was out there in September or October. Uh, I can't remember because I had such a good time at the distillery. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah. So we're considered the most technically advanced distillery in the U.S. And that starts with the teams. So you've got our master distiller, Steve Nally, Bourbon Hall of Famer, former master distiller at Maker's Mark, grew up next to Maker's Mark. His experience and knowledge coupled with Nick Smith, our director of distillation, um, younger guy up and coming, running the day-to-day -day operations, came over from Jim Beam. Um, you put their knowledge with with Justin Willett, our, our head of operations coming over from Sazerac. You've got just this rock star cast of of distil uh distillers i mean you just, really do you, you you've just assembled like uh the mighty morphin power ranger rangers <laughs> of, of good whiskey makers that's exactly it so it's a great team to be a part of and and the facility that you guys have built walk me through a little bit how you because it's like it is state of the art the way that you're making whiskey right now yeah so so you're right we broke ground uh you know, idea really 2013, breaking ground 2014, first drop September of 2016. But the entire time it was driven by that transparency. So when you walk up, it's all glass looking in. Then it was the first of its kind to have a Napa Valley style hospitality experience where we have a restaurant, a bar, and a still all under one roof. You can you can be at a table and you're eating directly next to the copper doubler, you know, just a glass partition. Um, which Valley is a great way to describe that, by the way. Yeah, I, I, it, I think it, that's it. It, it really and, is. It's and, inviting. Yeah, it's a way to build our brand through through this hospitality program and and just incredible restaurant. Um, and that has always been our goal is for a guest to come in take a tour, learn about the distillery, have a great cocktail, settle in for lunch, and then do a class, whether it's a sensory exercise class, a culinary pairing class, find a way that that you could really spend the entire day diving into this brand on site. Uh, tour of the Rick House, that was phenomenal. Just going through and seeing where the barrels are. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, we I, have um, different varieties of rickhouse. One of our rickhouses has a has a speakeasy lounge attached to it. Uh, we're experimenting with a lot of glass finishing, so you'll see some corners, you'll see some full fronts of rickhouses where we can we can look at different flavor profiles. So that's yeah, just uh, wild. You can go, you know, and on site we do every day. We go grain to glass the entire process from. Uh, you know, grinding the corn, locally sourced grains to our uh, incredible bottling line. It's all happening right here. It's it's just such a well put together. Uh, the whole design of the place is got consumer experience written all over it. Uh, you've got your wonderful. I love the green wall. I love the green yeah. the grass or the greenery wall, uh, which is, again, it's all glass. So you can see the gift shop. You can see the bar. You can see the restaurant, which, by the way, the fried chicken sandwich is uh, not not to uh, not <laughs> not to get hungry <laughs> on you. But that fried chicken sandwich you guys offer is pretty damn tasty. Exactly. Executive chef Stu Plush. Uh, it's been here a uh, few years now and just revolutionized the menu southern inspired but elevated you can go there with a group of friends you can go there for an anniversary just incredible to, in my opinion one of the best restaurants in the state elevated is the perfect word for it and a lot of that innovation has been i mean it's necessary to grow a brand at 2016 when you guys broke ground, what was the what was the long term game plan? What was your uh, your your mission statement, if you will, for what you wanted to bring to the whiskey industry? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, on volume, we we want to be a globally recognized uh, bourbon brand. No question from from day one. That's where we wanted to go. We wanted to do it in a collaborative manner, right? We It's always been about the team. It's always been about a modern approach and it's always been about transparency and telling the story. So if we can keep our core tenants while increasing volume to, to reach our global goals, that's that's it, right? So we, we're we uh, hitting 2023 now, right? So we're, mm -hmm. we're in the middle of it and I think you're gonna see incredible things from this team in the next two years. Well, I mean, you've already been putting out good whiskey for a while now. Uh, you've got Discovery, you've got Fusion. To anybody that's brand new to the brand, those are probably the first expressions they were introduced to. Uh, without spending too much time, would you just tell me uh, how, once you guys got off the ground, what was the thought process behind putting out Fusion uh, and Discovery? I, I remember I first found you guys via, I believe it was The Prisoner. You guys had done yeah. a collaboration with The Prisoner cask, and it was just beyond good. Uh, uh, and then uh, through, again, the transparency, learning more about why it was so good and what went into it to make that Prisoner uh, as good as it was, it, it, I was off to the races. So when you're setting out to launch a new brand, what was the thought process behind Fusion and Discovery? Sure. So I'll take you through briefly our how we came out of the gate, our three core products. So the important piece is with our Fusion series, we wanted to showcase the product coming off our stills at, at three years, four years. We did not want to release it as a standalone product because we wanted to wait till it was six years old. And that's where we're at today. So it's really been an exercise in patience, letting our product age six complete years till we release it as 100% estate distilled bourbon. So that's where the Fusion Series comes in. It's a way to see our bourbon, but it's only 70% of the total mash bill. So you've got three, four-year product with bright, youthful fruit notes, but they're balanced on this bed of oak and smoke. So it's a fusion of the young and the old coming together. So it's a way to showcase what's coming off our stills, but balancing the flavor profile. That's fusion. I love it. I, it's it's, but that's such a wonderful way to do it. You 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 could have done so many different things, but I I and I love that you just said that. I love that you broke it down as granularly as seventy thirty. It 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 right. I love it. I love it. Exactly. We wanted to have balance in the flavor, and you obtain balance through letting the barrel notes come up over time and the grain notes, uh, you know, even out. At three, four years, that's tricky. Even though you see a ton of four-year bourbon on the market, you really hit that balance at six years. 
right? So the fusion is a way to showcase our product, but maintain a great flavor. Um, then discovery is completely different. Discovery leans into innovation. It's going out, finding sourced bourbon, and we call it out. You can see right on the side of the label where we got the bourbon. It's creating a blend that's better than any of its individual components. And this is the idea of blended whiskey. And it's not blended in the same sense as, say, a Johnny Walker or right. uh, what was done a while back, which is putting grain-neutral spirit, essentially vodka, with great whiskey to smooth it out. No, this is taking all great bourbons and rice, putting them together to create something new. So we're going out, we're hunting source bourbon. Uh, we're not trying to pass it off as our own distilled product. It's right on the label where we got it and what percentage went into the blend. I love it. Uh, and yeah. I think it is very important that that little thing you said just there is very important. Uh, blended to the previous generation does not mean what it means today. Uh, so Correct. many like like my uncle, uh, I was trying to explain to him blended whiskey, and he, of course, references the 70s and 80s for what blended uh whiskey was and and you know he sort of right. has a, a had a disdain for it because of what you just said like the mixing vodka with <laughs> like you know it's 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 exactly it's, right it, it was blended down where now we're blending up <laughs> maybe to put it in better terminology that's a great way to put it right so so the final bottle is better than any of the individual components instead of just watering down or smoothing out uh, exactly. for, for money or excess volume, whatever reason they used to do it. Um, this is this is a, is a new product. We're on the forefront of of blending great whiskeys right now, and, and we want to stay there. So even when our core origin that we're going to taste today comes out, the discovery series will continue. Uh, they're completely separate uh, approaches to and then the third one we mentioned is is a really fun one to do, and that's the collaborative series. Yes. So that's working with another beer, wine, or spirit. We've done great ones with Plantation Rum, Prisoner Wine, you mentioned, uh, Founders Beer. We have one upcoming with Goose Island. It's taking uh, used barrels. So, for example, uh, we have a Maranonino coming out soon. A Maranonino barrel shipped over from Italy that are empty and filling them with bourbon. And we'll create a custom blend or, or seek out the right flavor profile. We usually let it age longer than, than anyone else you see on the market. These things can go up to 18, 24, 36 months aged in that secondary barrel. And then we celebrate both brands. So if you see one of our collaborations on the storefront or on the shelf, you're gonna see the logo of Barstown Bourbon Company the logo of who we're working with. And then on the back glass, you'll see our partner's logo. So it's it really elevates both companies. It, it's it's such a, a, a fair way to do it as well, because the, the flavor profile is partially coming from them. So it's more than fair to put them on the bottle as well. Exactly. And these are these aren't corporate relationships. These are this is Hitting people up on Instagram and saying, hey, you want to work together? It's just brands we're excited about and we think will make a, a, a cool flavor. Well, and then that's where you come in a little bit too, right? I mean, VP of product development. Uh, how did you get such a cool title? Like what, what brought you <laughs> to the world of whiskey? That's, that's a good question. I was in music for most of my career. I was living in New Orleans as a classical musician. And always loved wine and spirits and living down there and got my uh, SOM certifications, moved up to Kentucky where I married and started running a great restaurant in Louisville um, called Decca, which has since closed. But um, from running there, I was introduced to the people that were starting Bardstown Bourbon Company. Um, it was recent legislation that enabled you to open a bar on-site at a distillery. So they were looking for someone to come down and open up the, the bar, the hospitality program. That led to the restaurant and the visitor center. And then the whole time while working on those began leading products, right? Leading blends, seeking out collaborative partners. And early days with Bardstown, it was, it, it was very few people 
doing a lot of different roles. We've since grown dramatically, but it's still a small team of individuals uh, making big decisions. But I've since gone strictly over to products now. It's a big enough job where it's it's uh, and uh, requires 100% of the attention to look at our partners, what blends we're doing, future plans, how we're moving forward. So did you face any uh, trepidation from partners when you first started the collaborative series? Because uh, 2016, I know it doesn't seem that long ago, but think about how much has changed in what is accepted uh, in the industry today versus even that uh, that short a time ago. It's so amazing. It's such a good question because I'm shocked that more companies don't do it. Um, We're starting to see it a little more. But to answer your question, no, uh, there hasn't been a reticence. And maybe it's involved with the rise of bourbon, where it's where other wine and spirits want to want to be a part of it now. But it's amazing the the excitement from other wine and spirits brands to put these together, whether it's an Irish whiskey and we're sending samples or we're shipping barrels across the country. Um, but. I've had nothing but positive responses for this. And, you know, there's it's it's some dream collaborations that are going to come out next year. Uh, The Goose Island sounds absolutely amazing. I've seen the bottles for that starting to float around. Uh, But you mentioned the Irish whiskey. That's the one that I had when I was at the distillery uh, back in the month. I can't recall Uh, what a cool idea. And what a cool, like in terms of partnerships with other brands, uh, you as what you do get to kind of uh, uh, usher in a lot of these new flavor profiles that we might not have gotten. Uh, uh, Did they reach out to you guys? Did you reach out to them? Like, how did the Irish whiskey collaboration come about? It came about as a product of COVID. Honestly, we were sitting, sitting and doing a lot of Zoom meetings and calls and tastings and just feeling like you weren't uh, able to kind of meet people in person as much. So this idea of doing a blend across the ocean, right, where I could put together a bourbon blend, mail it uh, to the distillery just south of Dublin, um, Powers Court. Uh, it's it's based in a state, second largest estate in Europe. The brand they're coming out with is called For Cullen. Their master distiller, Noel Sweeney, who was formerly at Cooley, just a legend in the industry, he would come back with 21-year Irish, hey, try this, try this, send it back, and then back and forth over the course of months until we landed on uh, this blend that's 80% bourbon, 20% 21-year Irish whiskey. Good uh, just Lord, a, man. Yeah, and that's, you know, we just released it only in our uh, at our distillery, but it just shows the teamwork and collaboration that can go into these products. But that's also you guys like your roadmap that you have created is it's got built in user research in it. Like like you're able to because your foot traffic has to be pretty huge at the distillery now now that we're out of the pandemic, like like you've got to be seeing just record numbers of people all the time. Absolutely. We'll see. uh, We saw seventy five thousand people in twenty two. So you think about that as yeah test markets and ways to to just engage with the consumer right and see what what they think about whiskey and what they enjoy and not that we're trying to cater our products in any certain way we have a vision but it's amazing to to see people taste and and interact with them once they've tried our products totally but from a marketing and a a budgetary standpoint like like of course not. You're not catering to them as much as you are trying to create something that tastes good and and is new and and uses your whiskey in collaboration with others. But man, you know, a lot of people wish that they could put something new out on like a short term basis and see if it was worth that nationwide distribution. Like you guys exactly. are able to like get feedback immediately. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And all the feedback we get, certainly on on the transparency and the label and the open discussions we know we're on the right path with what we're doing that is that's awesome and and now we've been sitting here we've been talking about it uh tell me about the origin series tell me about because i I, i'm not great at math but i know 2016 to 2022 you guys are right at that spot you wanted to be this is bardstown right like this is your guys expression through and through 
hundred percent. And this is so. This is the most important release we'll ever have, right? This is what everything we've been doing from learning on distillation to as a, as a product development team. It all leads to this six-year expression. So the origin series means exactly that: a hundred percent estate distilled. So grain to glass. It was fermented, distilled, aged on site. Uh, we'll have a core bourbon, a bottled and bond weeded bourbon, and then a rye finished in cherry wood barrels. So got a little innovative finish on that one. And and that one that I, I can't wait till we get to the rye finished in cherry wood. It just you you got all my favorite words in the damn label. <laughs> Yeah, so I think if we kick it off with the yeah. core bourbon, so our white label, um, got it right here. Which, by the way, kudos to you guys on the branding of this thing, man. I mean, I know you guys have a bottle, a bottle shape that is unique to Bardstown, but the rollout of the Origin series, it matching what you already have, combined with the three of them being so succinct in how they look, it's just like a masterstroke of marketing. Yeah, I, I really love that that 200 ml version locked in with our custom glass. Uh, you know, we we love that shape. We love the design. It represents everything we're about. We loved it so much. This was meant to just be media samples, but now we're saying in 25, let's let's come out with this as maybe a core setup. It's it's great. I mean, I know we just got out of the Christmas holiday, but I see this is like a, a perfect threesome Christmas gift that you've got right <laughs> at the checkout stand. You know. Exactly. Exactly. So, so this uh, origin bourbon, sixty percent corn, thirty six rye, four barley. So a very high rye content for a bourbon. It's right there on the side of the label. Distilled fall of twenty sixteen. I love it. So classic bourbon. But what you're going to get with that elevated rye is vibrancy, a lot of flavor, and it's really going to hit you. Of course, on the nose, the palate, but the finish is just going to ring. Out of the three, this one is the ringing finish that just is going to light you up all over full-bodied flavor. Well, I've been nosing it for the past half hour. It <laughs> does have a, a vibrance to the nose, uh, and you are getting the sweet from the corn as well as the spice from the rye. Like The nose is a very balanced uh, combination. Yep, and that's the word, right? Balanced being patient to let the barrel notes come up to be in harmony with the grain notes of the rye and that's you can only get through that through time there's there's no other way to manipulate that correctly a beautiful cola spice off the nose as well almost like a hint of that clove cola e kind of expression mm -hmm. all right cheers dan i'm diving hey, in cheers. and then on the palate, this is where this one, you know, and, and you think about the different functions of them. This one to me is a beautiful sipper. I love it neat, but it's got the personality to punch with vermouth or ginger beer or an Amaro to hold its own on a cocktail too. So it's it's also priced MSRP $44.99. So we've never oh, come out beautiful. with a product there. Yeah, so $44.99. Um, this to me makes some of the best cocktails I've ever had. Man, it is a straight flavor bomb, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I mean, hats off to the distillation team. It really is just a like I'm just trying. I, I love trying something I've not had before because every expression, and you guys always put out such balanced expressions that you can walk around and and kind of pick out the different flavors that went into this. Mm -hmm. like I, I love the fact that you went so high rye like it yeah. really does just stay with you and 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 oh the finish yeah. is fantastic you know and we make over 50 different recipes right so we of course have have things in the 10 percent rye category but this one to us had the versatility the pop uh, again the vibrancy to really uh, that we wanted to seek in our in our core bourbon and you're right. I love that you went 96 proof with this as well, because it's got yeah, just enough bite that it sticks with you. Right. And you want to have that weight. To me, when you get down to 80, you lose some of the viscosity and um, and the flavor. 
I, I, so we wanted to keep the proof high enough. I, I, I completely agree. And I, I know there are some people out there making phenomenal 80 proofs. It's just sure, each sure. each palette is different. And and my palate is prone to pack as much flavor in as possible. I think ninety six right. is a brilliant place to put uh, your 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 bourbon. I agree. I agree. And it's not you know uh, it's not it doesn't light you up with proof. And to me, it, it's just it just adds roundness to it. Just thickens it up in a beautiful way. Thickens it up and gives you a full bodied flavor mm-hmm. while still being uh, having a viscosity to it. That you know you're drinking bourbon. I I I, I like to know when I, I drink my bourbon that it is whiskey. You, you, right. you know, it, it needs right. to have a little bit of that mouthfeel to it, so that you know that you got something awesome uh, going down. Right, and and that's such a good way to think about it because it is a misconception and kind of a bourbon one hundred and one thing that maybe people don't realize is that you're not adding proof when you change the proof. You're watering down, right? So when you're choosing how far down you want to dilute the flavor. 96 to me is just a beautiful spot. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, let's expand on that for a second, because I believe that is a common misconception that people believe you're raising the proof when you go to like a cask strength, which I know right. to say that out loud sounds insane, but to, you can't get mad at people for what they don't know. And if they introduce themselves to whiskey at 90 proof, then they think it is 90 proof. They don't understand right. that it's going the other way. Exactly. Exactly. You're starting. You're coming out of the barrel. These came out of the barrel around 120. So that would be where a cast strength offering would sit. But they're brought down a certain amount. And we feel like if you go down to your mid 80s, it's too diluted. It's too watery. It's too thin. The integrity of the flavor needs to remain. And it does. It's it's such a sweet spot at 96. Good Lord. That's good. Awesome. Uh, People are going to I like this because I like it. I know I've said a lot of nice things about Bardstown since we've been talking, but the beauty of being able to have people I want on the show is that I get to pick who I want to be on the show. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I do. I like, do. Like, I, I've been enjoying Bardstown since you guys started, so it is uh, no surprise that with the uh, the efficiency and the patience that you guys put into these bottles, that of course your first, my first taste of your first offering, that is a hundred percent Bardstown, is delicious. Like there, you, you know, what else could it be? Cheers, cheers, and thank you for the support. But we should move uh, to the juxtaposition. The, oh, the, twist my arm. Uh, this is this is a really special comparison. So I love doing these next to each other close by because they are both labeled bourbons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is we're changing the secondary or flavoring grain. So you're always majority corn. There's a fork in the road. You either pick spicy, dry rye. You know, I always remember it. Rye is dry. Wheat is sweet. Um that has that grip stick sizzle and spice. This is choosing the softer wheat that lets the the sweet corn through. So 68% corn, 20% wheat is the secondary grain, 12% barley. And we would be remiss if we sipped this and didn't mention our master stiller, Steve Nally, former master stiller at Maker's Mark, uh, king of the weeded recipe. (laughs) I feel like this... This uh, is what he this is the weeded recipe he's wanted to make. Right. So this is the first thing that was ever run on our stills. Um, It's this release came from September and December of 2016. A few different runs across that time. Put it together at the right ratio and completely different take on bourbon where rye really, you know, had a lot of that vibrancy. This is more stone fruit, more peach and a softer, smoother liftoff. And and you get that off the nose, like the uh, immediately off the nose, you're getting a more citrus, a more fruit forward uh, 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 flavor in the nose. Yep. And then the palate experience, you're going up four proof points from 96 to 100 because this is a bottle and bond. So it will sit at 100 proof, but softer lift off, more of a sipper. Hey, sip I shall. Cheers. Cheers to you.
right next to one another is definitely the way to do this. Like you can, you, I agree. They, they stand out. What makes each one special stands out. So front and center and the softness yeah. of this one, it's a hundred, it's four proof higher than the last one. And it is mm-hmm. so damn smooth that it is exactly. just kind of, it's, it's a, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that this is a hundred proof. Right. Right. Completely different palate experience, different flavor notes, both, traditional Kentucky bourbons, right? Both are labeled bourbons, just different approaches on what the flavor profile can be. Oh, it's soft. The sweet of that wheat coming through, it's creamy. It's like a velvety texture to this one. Yeah, uh, creamy is a good way to put a lot of weeded recipes. You get that that uh, that mouthfeel. Yeah. So I go back and forth. Everyone has their debate if they're a rye bourbon or, or a weeded bourbon guy and they each, to me, have their purposes and moods. Exactly. I was going to say, it's like your favorite record. You put on whatever you're in the mood for. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important, though, for people to remember that. Like, if you're going to have a favorite, that's just your Monday favorite. That might not be your Tuesday favorite. You're going to have different moods and different flavors. It's like, do you want to eat steak every day? Probably not. Right. You want to try something new from time to time. Exactly right. So we love the juxtaposition. We love the difference. Obviously, one's the white label, one's the black label. Um, these will be our core bourbons moving moving forward, each with a six-year age statement. It's delicious. And I'm assuming, is it coming in at $44.99 as well? So it's bottle and bond, uh, ups the pri- uh, the proof. The, it'll be $49.99. This one's a little more limited uh, coming out of the gate. $49.99. Okay. Yep. So stock up on this one. Good. Got it. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's interesting because you guys are keeping the, the, the layman may not know, but just from the price points that you have fusion and discovery at by you guys not having to bring outside barrels into this, you're able to save money on how much you make. Uh, how much it costs to make it and you're passing that along to the consumer like like the price coming down is based off of you guys not having to go and bring other people in you're exactly right uh we when we do a discovery series and say we're purchasing 12 year source kentucky bourbon a prisoner for example price right and we could maintain those those elevated prices on our origin series but we we don't want to do that at all that's not the game we want to play we don't want to play the scarcity play we don't want to play a pricing game so this is these these are to me right where they need to be but i think that shows uh, a a character i think that shows like uh, a solid uh, moral fortitude on your part uh, because you could have you've got them trained you've got the consumer trained to pay what they're used to paying for fusion what they're used to paying for discovery you guys could have easily sat at that 59.99 price point and i think the fact that you didn't it it shows a um it shows a, a yeah, moral. It shows like a, a, a valor of sorts to the consumer that you're not going to take advantage of them, that you are going to put out good things. And if you save money on it, they'll save money on it. There's like I yeah. love the transparency and pricing. Yeah, we want these to be available. We want people to enjoy them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. And that goes with pricing. We want you know, go out, buy a bottle, you know, share it with your friends. That's that's the attitude here. We want people to experience Bartstown. To take over the world, you got to make sure everybody can buy a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Those love- two to me are classic Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, please. No, no, I was just going to say the two of them next to each other are basically what you were about to say. They're the classic examples of of well-balanced, good rye, good weeder. It, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And now the third one is something completely different. So wow. this is um, – a really cool innovation. So we we're on the forefront of distillation innovation. Over fifty recipes, uh, custom bourbons targeting five hundred points of production. What we wanted to explore was creativity and innovation on the maturation side, on the barrel. So I went to a bunch of different cooperages and basically asked, "What are you excited about? What what's what's what are you on the forefront of?" Uh, partnered with a great distillery, West Virginia Great Barrel Company, uh, a great cooperage. Mm-hmm. And what we came up with through trial and error of probably 100 different jars with, with wood chips and just small experiments, 
was full-size barrels of alternating staves of cherry wood and American oak. So it's actually three staves going around. It's a light toast of cherry wood, a medium toast of cherry wood, and then a lightly toasted American oak going around. So we call that a zebra barrel. So this is a secondary finish for our rye. So what we do is we take our rye at about five and a half years, then transfer it to the cherry wood. The key piece that makes it work is normally when you do a double barreling, you're going to pick up too much tannin, too much wood, if the second barrel is new. Right. So what, what the Cooperage had is an infrared toast. So instead of a flame, you know, barrels have a flame that goes in that brings yeah. the wood sugars to the forefront. This is infrared light that takes about 15 minutes to cover the entire barrel. And it brings out the wood sugar, but with an even toast with less tannin. So these are hybrid cherrywood American oak infrared toasted barrels on a secondary finish. Good the Lord. flavor works perfectly with our rye, which is 95% rye, 5% barley. Ah, so you're in my mash bill right there. That's my yeah. sweet spot. Yes, yeah, so you're getting all that beauty of 95.5 rye, herbal tea, mint, um, but with these awesome cherry and almond notes. Oh, okay. So I want to get back to the zebra barrel real quick uh, before I dive into this. So they take the staves and then they're put together. Like, as like, a barrel. Like, as a barrel. Okay, because I, I, I think when people hear secondary and they hear multiple staves. I just wanted to be clear to people that these aren't some magical barrel that's been able to have all three things happen at once. These are, they've taken the staves, you've, you've put together what you wanted to, and then you put them together via the Cooper. Yes. Yes. So the staves are from different trees, right? So you've got a cherry wood stave and American Oak staves. The staves are toasted individually to different levels. Then we put it together. Then we put the infrared toast on at the there end. There we go. Oh. Just wanted to be crystal clear on that because I know sometimes it, it it's just easy to misinterpret things sometimes. So yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. And then the infrared sort of, uh, you, you said it pulls out the, the sugar from the wood. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if again, if you had gone in and just charred them via the fire again, you could have. You, you, why? Why do the individual staves? You just right. undo it, all it of that work. Just gets too grippy at that point. So yeah. Right. So innovative. Uh, I don't know anyone else that's doing this. And and the thing that I love about this product is, I I if you go to our back bar, right? You've got fifty different bourbons and whiskeys. You can pick this one out on the nose every single time. There is not a whiskey in the world that smells like this it's completely unique to itself it's very pronounced it's almost like uh uh, molasses like you get like a thick sugar off the nose Mm -hmm. and so you're getting again another juxtaposition of thick rich we did a barbecue dinner with this one which was amazing right this this char and woodiness and, and and cherry and almond and it goes beautifully with the the green herbal tea and rye notes of the 95.5 rye. It's going to be hard to pick a favorite of these three. Yeah. This one is so, I love the, um, as soon as you think you've got this one, my favorite sit downer is one that you can't figure out immediately. Like mm-hmm. this to me, you sit with and you're going to get to sit with it for a minute or two because you keep getting different notes off of different sips. Right, right. No, you're, this one, as it opens up, you, you can lean into different elements of it, which is really interesting. I love the th- thickness. I, I like, oh, man. It's nice. It's so nice. And this is a, a big kind of blending operation for, for some of these barrels. We'll go six months in the secondary. Some will go six weeks. Just trying to dial in that ideal amount of, of cherry flavor. And it just sings. Like it, like now I'm getting a little bit of a nutty flavor. Like like it's yeah. all like like immediately the first sip was rye. Like I got that high rye and then you get like a little bit of that wood coming through. And now the more it sits, the more flavors are coming out of it. I, I don't know. It's, 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 (laughs) I don't know from what we were just talking about. Maybe you don't pick a favorite. Maybe you just say all three of them are freaking awesome. Well, I think that's it, right? There's, there's different occasions um, for each one, really. Uh, This one is uh, 
I, the cherry would really, there's a lot of culinary pairing elements that, that it, the, it lends itself to. So the first one, the, the core bourbon, a lot of cocktail options, but each one has its own place and it, depending on the day, right? It, yeah. it, any one of them can be your favorite. Well, that first one I see like sitting outside on a hot day, like it's mm-hmm. got that temperament that you can just enjoy it in any climate. Yeah. This guy, I kind of want him after dinner, big cigar, sitting yeah. by a fire, sitting on a back porch, just kind of taking it all in, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we built the set to to have differences, right? They, sure. they each have their own personality. Um, but what they have in common is they were built by an incredible distillation team, 100% done on site right here in the bourbon capital of the world at our distillery. And that's the common thread of the Origin Series. And that's awesome. And you're also putting down uh, a little bit of everything so that people know uh, what you have in your arsenal so that they can look forward to what's coming next. Absolutely. Solid rye background, solid wheat background, and then a beautiful collaborate. I, I would consider the green your collaborative of the three in terms yeah. of like what you're putting out there with your own name or with your own yeah, 100% and, and we, you. The beautiful thing is we can now use these bourbons as they get older as their own collaborative series. We can finish them. Sure. We can let them get older. We can put them in discovery series. You know, this is just the beginning of our story right now. That's awesome, man. And oh. And you're right. So many things that you can do with these things moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So future is bright. We're excited. You know, we're growing. We're in a expansion mode right now, uh, adding another still. We just purchased Green River, an incredible distillery out of Owensboro, Kentucky. We're going to put those in all our put Green River in our national markets in a few months here. So look for that. And uh, like I say, we're we're just just uh, embarking on this on this uh, journey. What I would say is there is nothing better if you want to experience Barstown Bourbon Company is is to come on site, take a tour, meet us in person. We're all here uh, all the time, have lunch, and just that's the way to get to know the brand. Well, you guys have an entire day set up at the distillery. You can mm-hmm. go. You can have a wonderful meal. You can find a bottle. I, I know a lot of people finding that bottle that they can't get in their hometown means a lot. So you can yeah. find some of these collaborations that are not going to be everywhere yet. You could be, uh, the, you know, the first to know. <laughs> uh, but, but I would say take the tour, too. Yeah. Like, is a phenomenal walk through a Rick house, have a sip out of a barrel. I mean, it's, it's pretty badass when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just dive in. There's all kinds of immersive experiences. And like you said, spend the day here and you won't regret it. Hey, speaking of immersive, I imagine working at Bardstown has to be a pretty full-time job. Uh, yeah. What do you do when you're not at Bardstown? Like, what do you do to unwind? Well, uh, I've got a wonderful family hang out with them. I've got my wine clubs going, you know, I, I always come back to bourbon at the end of the night, but, uh, music and families really is, uh, where I go to. There you go. I forgot all about that. What was your classically trained? What, what, what did you play? French horn, French horn, French horn. In Louisiana Philharmonic in New Orleans. So wow. I did, but, uh, I'm, you know, uh, it's been a, a wild circuitous kind of journey, but there's nothing better for me right now than whiskey and bourbon in the state of Kentucky. That uh, man, well said. How could you? <laughs> you you were living a, a a wonderful life if you've got all three of those things in your every day. Absolutely, man. But so, I, yeah. When do these come out? When can people buy the Origin series? So Friday, January sixth, they'll go on sale at site Barstown Bourbon Company. Uh, they'll be in all our national markets uh, this month. You can always go on to bardstownbourbon.com and find where to buy. You can uh, go on our social media. You can ask me directly, Danny Bardstown, on Instagram. Um, you should see him on the shelves shortly here. And, and we'll be coming to cities all over the country doing events, tasting culinary pairings, and uh, can't wait to see you guys out there. Hey, well, when you get to North Carolina, I've got uh, a buddy up the road, Ben 110. I know some. we've got mutual friends. You guys are looking to do an event. Let me know. I can put you in touch with him. He's got every expression you guys have. People could have all of them at once. That is awesome. We'll be there. Uh, Danny, uh, Dan, 
right now I want to call you Danny Bardstown like we're in the 1930s mafia. Uh, beautiful talking to you, man. It, it, the the passion you have for what you do truly comes through. The expressions that you guys are putting out are absolutely just wonderful, just balanced and flavorful and everything you want in this current whiskey landscape. It's interesting. You can drink them more than once. I, I, I What is it? You're not selling the first or second bottle. You're selling the third bottle. And I'll Dude. tell you these. I want to go get a case. So I think you guys have uh, really hit a home run here. Cheers, Jesse. And uh, again, thank you for all you do. And it, it's been a pleasure talking with you and sipping these bourbons. So cheers. Hey, anytime. You're always welcome. Danny Bardstown, Dan Calloway, uh, VP of awesome is what I'm going to call you <laughs> at Bardstown bourbon. Uh, cheers, buddy. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Cheers to you, Jesse. I'll see you. Have a great day. There you have it, everybody. That is this week's episode. I want to thank Dan Calloway for coming on the show, walking us through some of that delicious origin series that Bardstown Bourbon Company just put out. I can't stress it enough, guys. I got all three bottles. All three bottles are gone. That doesn't mean I have a problem, unless that problem's I need to go get more. And that's not just me going, oh, please go buy Bardstown. I'm saying it because it's damn tasty whiskey. Buy whatever you want, but if you want to try something new, the, Bar the Bardstown Origin Series is a good way to go. Uh, I particularly like the white label. That was probably my number one that I kept going back to, followed very closely by the rye and then the weeder. Not to say your tastes won't be different. Those were just how I ranked them in terms of my, my top three. If you're in Bardstown, go to the uh, distillery. That tour is amazing. I'm actually heading there on Saturday of this week. Going to go do the uh, Rickhouse tour again. What can I say? I'm a huge fan of drinking whiskey straight from the barrel, and the Bardstown tour allows me to do that without asking me to leave. So, uh, looking forward to that. If you guys want to uh, come, come to a show, if you guys want to come to a show, you can find me at Jesse Jones Comedy. I'm all over the East Coast right Right now, all you got to do is follow me on Instagram or come find me on the website, jessejonesonline.com, and all the tour dates are posted there. And if you would, please, as always, hit like and subscribe uh, for the Bourbon Showdown on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the things. Just say Bourbon Showdown into a device, and it should show up with the most recent episode. So thank you, guys. I love doing this. I love the feedback I get from you. If there's somebody that hasn't been on the show that you want to have on the show i don't care who it is you want it you want me to talk whiskey with hulk hogan sure i'll try my damnedest to get him on the show brother i promise you that so we've got more surprises in store for this season six and you guys keep coming back next week it's the same whiskey time the same whiskey channel let's raise a glass and kick some ass my name is jesse jones and i'll see you guys on down the road goodbye everybody goodbye <laughs>